Test, test. Check. Cool. We in there. Yo, this is Brandon. Hey, what's up? This is Jordan. And this is the, the action, action phase. phase. Was that corny? No, that was great. That was pretty dope. I loved it. I like what that. You <laughs> uh, Jordan, how do we come up with the action phase? I love card games and I love the conflict part of it, mm -hmm. right? For myself, I started playing not collectible card games. I like I like the more of the living or expandable card game. Save you some money. But, exactly, right? <laughs> but the first game I played was Conquest that, you know, for anybody who knows, was ripped away from us painfully. And then after that was L5R. I was Unicorn L5R. I was Ragnar from the Space Marines, which was a devastating deck. And also Urian. Not so much attacky, but very control and still just devastating mm -hmm. um yeah it's always been about that phase right because we think about rivals we got two actions and in the action phase and in the conflict phase all those moments that is like where the magic happens yeah. right and on this podcast there's gonna be some magic yeah so why not the action phase i love it yeah and as part of the action phase we want to talk about not only the magic but some of the gears that work behind decks mm. We want to talk about the secrets of the of the trade, how to be be consistent and win, mm -hmm. how to build good decks. And we want to um, talk about what y'all want to talk about too. Yeah. Right. So let We're us know what you that. want to talk about. Yeah. There's nothing more important than the fact that we play together at our local game store. Mm -hmm. This game store is called It's Game Time here in Los Angeles. That's our haven. <laughs> it's our haven and this is this how you is get good haven. this is how we believe this is our philosophy that this is how we get good right yeah showing up here every monday right mm -hmm. in real life with crazy decks proxy justice and mercy cars mm -hmm. proxy dragon in the rogue when that wasn't out yet mm -hmm. uh always pushing always finding that like what is this mm -hmm. and then talking about it afterwards right like the people here at its game time where the uh, L.A. as a whole is crazy, right? In the South, we're the South, right? We have uh, Geeky Tees up top. We have Gameology up top. But down here in the South, we got It's Game Time. And, I mean, the people playing here, you know, it's hard to find any city with the consistent, competition. intense competition, yeah. right? I mean, Shop there's a city out there that thinks so. You know, you guys can tell us right now. You can try to beat us if you want. Shout out to any city that thinks that they can compete with Los <laughs> Angeles. And special shout out to Brett, uh, the guy that runs It's Game, it's game Time. Uh, we wouldn't be as good as we are if it wasn't for this space that's been created for us. Gives yeah. us. Yes. Yeah. yes. And if you don't have a local game store that you play in, try to find one and create a play group. And if you still can't find one, there's always um, online. Mm -hmm. We play on uh, Tabletop Simulator, and you'll see us on there uh, willing to play with you. Um, but I've won Prince. Because oh, Prince. of this opportunity, I got to play with you guys, and I played online, and I got better. And you won a Prince, and guess what? It's Prince season. We're back. We're back. It's Prince season. So someone gets an opportunity to win the highest title in this game um, and the opportunity to create a card in your likeness in the game. I can't wait to see my card. The card creation was cool, right? Sending in the photos, mm -hmm. the, the survey they asked. Mm -hmm. About like, you know, do you want like more of a leader? Do you want an attacker? Do you want to be associated with conspiracies or schemes or animals or just all the different aspects of the game? To have that, have that flexibility and those options 
was very cool being a Prince winner and then getting that creatively card made. contributing yeah. to the process of getting that card made. Yeah. yeah. You, you could send in what it was like sending like 10 photos or mm -hmm. something. The art was set up real well. I like that. And the art I is like beautiful. That. I probably look better on the card than I do in, <laughs> in real life. I'm, I'm so excited to put that card on the table. So can't wait till that comes out, but let's talk about Prince season. Prince season. Prince um, season. Prince what, season. Why is Prince season so exciting? You're not getting a higher level of competition outside of Gen Con, mm. right? And getting to Gen Con can be difficult in and of itself because it's not rival specific. It's a big convention. So just like, you know, the world around that is its own problem and it's one spot. But outside of that, print season is your access to a high level of competition. Nobody's going to come in there and just, yo, I made this yesterday. Well, somebody might, but most people are going to come in there with something that they have ran through the 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 ringer, the, the ringer. yeah yeah <laughs> play tested like, to to the to yeah. crap in <laughs> degree um or they seen somebody else play really well and they think <laughs> that maybe they can make some minor tweaks and play it themselves mm -hmm. in the inspiration of seeing something else yeah so you're not worried about anybody bringing crap Mm -hmm. And so you shouldn't bring crap. Right. And so what you're playing against is a lot of people who are really coming for that mat. Mm. They have they have the new finalist mat now. They have uh, those Acrylic tokens. Yeah, those rival assigned what are they call rival selection tokens. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing all that you as have the plastic option. havens and oh yeah, acrylic havens and, and acrylic agendas. Mm -hmm. The most recent, I think they had uh, shadows and shrouds in heart of Europe. Oh, nice. Hopefully we'll see some some Dragon in the Rogue acrylics now, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for that Raising the Stakes acrylic, looking for that Country Estate. Yeah. Everybody's going to want Country Estate acrylic. Yeah. Everybody's going to want that. I love it. But, um, yeah, so those the prizes that you get from print season is, is, is its own uniqueness that it's cool to see that was announced yeah. a few weeks ago. What are some tips? Like, if, if I'm going to print and I want to win, what are some things that I need to know in order to go and be effective? Um, tips for Prince. There are key things, right? Like one of the main things you want to worry about is the deck you're bringing. Mm. And with that, you're looking at, you're looking at consistency, mm -hmm. right? Like one thing I always say here in LA all the time is don't change your deck the day before <laughs> right like the morning of yeah the morning of <laughs> don't do that if it's been working for a long time keep going with it and trust it right mm -hmm. like you've put every card in there for a reason well i'm assuming you put every card in there for a reason and trust it trust the trust the cards you put in there trust the reasoning for it that's i think that's a that's a key tip that's right a big there. One. coming from the deck building yeah aspect and we could talk about some play stuff too yeah well the night before Make sure you count all your tokens. Go back over the rules. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be the day of trying to think, figure out a rule. Yeah. Read all the rules. Make sure everything's packed up and ready to go. The day of, don't be trying to pack your cards. Do that the night before. And don't change your deck yeah. the morning up, right? Make sure you got 40 cards. Mm -hmm. Make sure you got seven vampires. Make yeah. sure you have a haven. Make sure you have an agenda. Make sure you have, what, 32, 32 tokens. tokens. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have at least 13 agenda tokens. Yeah. Four fear tokens, four mm -hmm. no influence tokens. Mm -hmm. Like keep each one of those pieces. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah and then here's something that people forget. Wraiths. Oh, wraiths. How many times you forget wraiths? Right. <laughs> right. If you're playing a wraith deck, make sure you have some wraiths. Um, another thing that's important is bring some snacks. 
Ooh. Bro, bring bring an applesauce or granola bar or something. It's a long day. That's true. You're talking about three consecutive rounds, and if you make the top cut, that's a whole nother 75 minutes. You need some snacks. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to pass out <laughs> because you didn't bring something in your bag. Yeah, that is yeah. Having that, the comfortable clothes, having the the food for the day, mm-hmm. prepping for that, knowing what that is. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Don't, don't stay stress up. all night about <laughs> winning and then stay up all night and then be tired the next day. Go to sleep. Maybe bring some Tylenol just in case you get a little headache. Um, and bring some water. Yes. Those things are the things that people forget when we're just talking about cards. That is true. The human aspect is very important. Yeah. Just the sheer um, fatigue factor of the day is something to be considered. We are flesh and blood. We're not robots. <laughs> right? Know that. Take mm-hmm. care of that because... What happens is you're at game three, you're at game four, mm-hmm. and people start making strange choices. Mm. Those player mistakes. Misplaced. Those, yep. Yeah, and then later on you look back and you're like, oh, I made that player mistake. Whatever, whatever, I made that misplay. And it's like, well, were you on 10? Yeah. Or were you depleted? Yep. Right? And being, would you have done better if you just had water in a granola bar? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you got up and stepped away from the table in between the breaks and just took a breath. Yeah. And it's easy to have sugar, but that might not be the best idea. Right? <laughs> it's easy to have sugar. It's easy to have cookies mm. and and gummies. I love gummies. Right? Sour Patch Kids. Yes. I love me some gummies, but like try to keep it energetic, right? Proper energy, proper calorie amount, and more on the healthy side because that will that'll help. That'll All right, enough help. about snacks. You're making me hungry. <laughs> Uh, let's get into the nitty-gritty. What about decks? What kind of decks do we hmm. need to see? What are some deck creation deck ideas? Like, what, what, what should we be expecting to see that is stable and effective at a Prince tournament? My first, I, you know, I see, I see Havens. Mm-hmm. I see Raising the Stakes, mm-hmm. Face Downs. Mm-hmm. I see... Those are the fast ones without mm-hmm. Justice and Mercy being a part of it. Yeah. Change um, of scenery. Yeah. Change that, of scenery. That thing is so fast with change Maya and M. Mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And here, the, 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 the it's game time spin on it is it's Bruno. <laughs> Bruno. Yeah. Bruno at the beginning. Right. Bruno Just starts it. to get all it. that card drop. Yep. Yeah. Bruno starts it, play all those ongoings, get that card draw coming and going, and then, then you're like, okay. What, what, how do we stop this? And right. by the time you figure it out, it's already over. Um, yeah, so change of scenery, raising the stakes. Those are, those are the fast ones. Both of those have been um, nerfed, and they're still so effective. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So even after the nerf, raising the stakes is so fast. Change of scenery is so fast. So change I'm expecting scenery, to see that. that change in Dune to Rome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm expected to see that at the, the top tables. Absolutely. Absolutely. Along with variations of the stable stuff right like hunt the hunters hunt the hunters is never going anywhere Mm -hmm. it shouldn't Mm -hmm. it absolutely shouldn't and let's hope that our sad in the well not sad but our antagonists in the city deck remain antagonists right because that's Mm -hmm. hunters and hunters targets antagonists yes right so let's hope those keywords stay the same because that Mm -hmm. is something that should not really go anywhere right um Strength in numbers. numbers. Well, that's happening. In the Prider League that you had us run, I made the final table, and there was two strength in numbers just oh, yeah. smacking my head. I was playing Hunt the Hunters, oh, yeah. and I got wrecked. I could not get my, 
my engine going before they were off to the races. So yeah. Strength in Numbers has been one of the most consistent decks over the every meta change. Because, like, it encourages you to do what you need to do anyways. Right. Right. First turn says play at least one vampire. Mm. Strength in Numbers says when you have a specific amount of vampires, just start making gold. Mm-hmm. So what... And then it's the it's the steady version of recruitment drive. Right. Recruitment drive requires you play every single one. Mm-hmm. Strength in numbers requires you play like a key amount. Generally, people look for five, mm-hmm. and then after that, you just get that steady stream of two without doing anything. Well, you've done something, but at that point, off action two gold. Right. And that that doesn't hurt. And the thing about right. recruitment drive is it runs out once you've you've yeah. put all your vampires mm-hmm. out. Once you're recruits recruiting, when you're done recruiting. Now you got to figure out some other way to get the score, right? Yeah. But you get agenda from strength and numbers passively after you've laid everything out. Passive. And now you can go get other things. So that's why it's really scary and consistent. That's what it's about. If you notice, passive agendas in general. Mm-hmm. Some are harder to get, right? Like we get the alchemy agenda mm-hmm. uh, with Street Brew. Once more alchemies come out, why isn't that going to be crazy, right? It will be. Animals, uh, 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 Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Is like the animal deck. Right. That one, we got more animals coming out. I feel like the only reason we don't see a lot more of that is because everybody's playing Invisible Army. Oh, Invisible Army. How do we forget Invisible oh. Army? Invisible <laughs> Army. We're going to see Invisible Army this print season, without well, a doubt. We're going to see Invisible Army this print season. Both Invisible Army and Wraiths encourage you to get points and still punch people Mm -hmm. so i can get invisible army scoop up two points for nothing Mm -hmm. for for no card because you're playing printed two vampires (laughs) right you're playing printed two right stats printed two for anybody one yeah you're playing printed two vampires already so So i just i just attack cards on that tap in the action phase uh corny uh and then i just get the vampire i just get the vagrant and there's nothing you can do to stop me Mm -hmm. i get two points for that and then with the recent cards that have come out, there's just so many ways to pull them out mm-hmm. of mess with the even streets, the burn mess with pile, mortals, yep. Um, yep. steal them off of people. Thank you, Zemiche. Mm-hmm. Right? They mm-hmm. did a lot for that. Yeah. Which is cool, right? Like I like that. Yeah. I like that that kind of stuff has come in. Mm-hmm. I know people talked about speed of the game and imprints. I think we'll still see. I bet you, like, I would love to see that stat, but I would not be surprised if we still see at the end of. I'll do that stat. I'm going to try to get that stat. At the end of the tournament, average rounds per game will still be six. Mm. I don't think it has changed it that much over I, this print season. I'm concerned because I believe that decks like Change of Scenery cut the amount of rounds you get mm-hmm. because they score so fast. I think that... Um, Raising the stakes has an opportunity to score before six rounds. Mm-hmm. I think that when we get to Justice and Mercy, some of those will <laughs> score way faster than the six rounds. So that's what I'm concerned because I like Hunt the Hunters, but you, I need all my actions in mm-hmm. order to, to get all the points. Whereas if you're having a good day and you're playing Change of Scenery, you can get it before the six rounds, before you get your 12 actions. So that's my only concern. Um, let's spend one more minute here on just deck creation you we call you the architect because you're the master deck creator what are some thoughts just quickly espn version um that you would give some pointers that you would give when you're creating a deck okay quick pointers consistency i consistency right 
the more cards you have only ones or two ofs, the less consistent the deck is. Mm. That is only really made up for decks with maybe crazy draw, right? You end every game with less than 10 cards, maybe less than 15 if I'm being generous. Because right? you're playing University Library. Yeah, exactly, University Library, Alejandro, mm -hmm. Bruno, mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. Outside of that, you want three ofs of as many as possible, right? And mm -hmm. I've been doing this since Conquest. Mm -hmm. um, you want three ofs of as many as possible. You want more than one vampire that fits whatever requirements you need from your 40, right? Like if you have some Gangrel required cards and you only have one Gangrel out of your seven, that's not your leader. That's not consistent. Then you're in trouble, especially uh, yeah. if somebody plays. And if somebody starts it, exactly, yeah. They start out with the same vampire you outbid you or they kill your vampire. Mm -hmm. And then now you can't play half of your deck because it was so dependent on one vampire. Mm -hmm. okay. In the longer run in terms of deck creation, I think consistency is the most important thing. You can make a deck that wins one game on a weeknight, but in a, if we're talking, again, four or five hours of four or five games, six, depending on how many people are there, you want your deck to do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And that will just, that will edge you out. That will mm -hmm. edge you out by the end of the day, mm -hmm. as opposed to being stuck in a jungle and. Yeah. You know, those, 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 there's some tigers in the jungle that just pop out with one crazy game. Yeah. But yeah, consistency. Consistency. And for y'all don't for know what we creation. call the jungle, the jungle is when you're at a tournament and you lose an early game <laughs> and you end up at a table with a bunch of other people that have lost the game. And now we call that the jungles because it's dangerous there. People play yeah. chaotic. There might be a deck that only works if they get a certain card draw. We call that the jungles. So you want to avoid the jungles. But mm. everyone, even the best players, sometimes fall into the jungles. Oh, yeah. I mean, somebody's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's got to lose a game. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 what, that's what I'm saying for deck creation. Find your consistency. You will hear that from me over and over and yeah. over and over and yeah. over again. I can't preach anything more than that. Yeah. One thing I also learned from you is... Don't try to do too many things in your deck. Focus, yeah. Stability. So con consistency mm -hmm. and stability. Focus. So if you're trying to do one thing, use as many cards as you can to do those similar that things. Thing, yep. Don't suddenly try to do something weird because you think it's cool. And then when that card comes at the end of the game, you can't even use it. <laughs> you <laughs> because got two animals, one right. conspiracy, some random ongoing card that like, that'll be cool if it works. Mm -hmm. And then a title right and you're like what what's what's happening right. here and yes. then you get the title focus you get the t you draw the title and your second to last action and you need and, an attack yeah <laughs> and you, yeah. Don't, you just don't have enough attacks because you have a bunch of other fillers so. stability and focus that is yeah that's that's important okay for print season last question before we move on what decks do you think we won't see Decks we won't see Decks we won't see that we used to see yeah that'd be interesting that'd be interesting right um I mean, I think, I think Shadows and Shrouds kind of got hit hard, hmm. right? Wraiths are still around, but Prize Fighter is not. You don't, you just don't see Prize Fighter anymore. You also don't see um, the. I'm trying to remember what it's called. The Torpor deck. Oh. You don't see that as much as people used to see, yeah. right? Those are good, but I'd say Prize Fighter more because of its aggro thing, and that had its time. Mm -hmm. um, Wait, stop there. Hmm? Do you think we'll see Turf War? Nah. 
In the print season? Yes. Or Gen Con? Well, neither. No. No to both. I don't think we'll see really? Turf War at either. So, so wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You, we won't see Turf War at either. I don't they think call we'll see Turf you, War at Prince. They call we'll you it. the king of the fight deck. Oh. You won your Prince in Burbank in the most prolific Gia, way in Gia front Turf of War. Matt Hira with Gia <laughs> Turf War, right? Playing crazy, uh. right? With a fight deck. You took that same fight deck to Gen Con. What was your experience? Different, different story, different story, right? Mm. Antagonists have changed. Okay. With the current antagonists, without four antagonists just taking four blood off the table, right. each person's turn every round, and with the more defensive cards we've seen, and with the, 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 the way people play their vampires to block and then defend in the haven, and other people are aware of the potentiality of them just losing the game because somebody else is going to get knocked out. Aggro has become harder. Wait, are you saying that aggro's I, dead? Aggro's dead? I, I, are you pronouncing it dead? Ag no, 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 no. What is dead may never die. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I love aggro. Aggro, I'll never let it die. I like finding the pieces for it. I mean, I look at Banu with their rituals coming. Oh, They're yeah. taking blood off the table, mm -hmm. just not necessarily using an action to attack. Right. Uh, the actions are moving blood a different way, but they are taking blood off the table and pushing your rival towards a table knockout. Not necessarily a prestige knockout. So you think that aggro's in purgatory, that there, it's just not going to be as effective until Justice and Mercy comes up? I think Justice and Mercy will give it some blood. I think aggro as an effective, consistent winning deck Turf exists, war, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Stuff like that exists with a different set of antagonists. Okay. Team X and their four effects lose a card. To, yeah, lose a card. That that in and of itself. There's yeah. your intel. Right. There's your intel. You're already discarding a card, and then you try to discard a card when somebody's sitting in their haven. It just it 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 hurts that more. Currently, the way Agro's working, we're looking at like one big hit at a key moment. Outside of that, everybody's pushing for thirteen. And if you can push for 13 while threaten that one big hit, you find more success, I think. I think you find more success. So aggro and its effectiveness is currently affected by the fact that antagonists help the rush for 13, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and I think Matt Hyra prefers us to not just be able to wipe somebody out in one shot in mm -hmm. the game yeah. on round three, right? Yeah. Because it's better for the game yeah. in general, yeah. right? right. So it's although better it makes for the new person who just doesn't get lasered and just, all right, you died. <laughs> like, oh, okay, now what? Yeah. yeah it, it helps for the, the, the consistent playing of it. But I still see some amazing aggro-style plays. I mm -hmm. saw a guy play online. I saw him play DN and Vicissitudes. Mm. And then he's throwing out freaking aggro, like mm -hmm. face mean, down on DN, and yeah, and then he's, he's throwing out Molotovs a with a boost from vicissitudes, and it was pretty nasty. And then you right? could add a uh, a lone wolf on top of that, right? And now shields don't matter. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. Right, Jacob with guns is scary. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob, anything is scary. <laughs> right the moment somebody pulls your number and they have jacob or jacob comes out and you're like okay I'm, I'm i'm now changing i'm rethinking a lot of things right that happens i have a question that i hadn't thought of until you just said this but do you think 
draining prestige is dead. I think draining prestige. That's an interesting question because was draining prestige ever here outside of like the very first like before okay draining prestige was an option before blood and alchemy mm. and since then okay well then yeah okay there, there's the answer it was there and then it died <laughs> also, heart of Europe, and it's still dead so heart of europe not only brought in different team x i mean a uh, different antagonist but it also brought a lot more options to kill a oh, kill a yeah. citizen mm -hmm. and then burn it for prestige. Burn so it, for prestige. It, it makes it a lot easier. Because what happens is you see somebody at three and you're like, oh yeah, I'm about to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> and then on their turn, they hit two things in the street and burn them both. Yeah. And now they're all the way back up to five, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it does make it a little bit harder to drain. But I've seen you drain someone for five recently with raising the stakes. Like in a does big that. tournament. Yeah, Richard does that all the time. And the pre uh, yeah. Richard, Richard does that all the time. We have a local player named Richard right? who's amazing with face downs and he'll catch you. With the end is six, nigh. Yeah. Yep. He'll have six prestige and he'll still catch you. So, yeah, face downs can do it. Face downs can do it. Yeah. Right, but that's that, that setup. How many, how many, how many whispering campaigns are you getting right. beforehand? Uh, you got to get all those out. But whispering right. campaigns along with the the malkavian attack card faulty logic faulty logic yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah with a faulty logic and then if you want to you could run um, demand obedience and biting yeah, comment demand, biting comment yeah that's what i was thinking about yeah all that is it's it's if you choose to go for it it's still an option but uh it's 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 viable i don't know if it's consistent yeah right that's what it is yeah. along with aggro these are viable options right like it's not like you literally can't kill a vampire it's not like you literally can't take three mm -hmm. prestige but just the consistency of getting a title right right being not only just the finalist but being the champ those are less consistent yeah right now yeah and the defense cards that people have now are amazing like i love smoking mirrors Whew, smoking mirrors right it'll just shut down whatever you're trying to yeah. do right and it now fears you now you have your bowden feared mm -hmm. so like there are some defense cards now that mm -hmm. can really really protect you from getting kicked out of the game from aggro. For everyone out there, be aware, physical attacks and mental attacks have a high chance of you getting feared. Yeah. With the Justice and Mercy reactions coming out and with Smoke and Mirrors already out, physical and mental, there's a high chance of getting feared. So if you're running that Vaj, it, it, you know, choose wisely or else you're getting feared and right. then it's going to be in the haven for a turn. Right, right. Well, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. This Man, is great. Episode one. Man, that was that was... That, that felt good. That, that felt good. The it's, action phase. <laughs> I say we. I say we keep it going. I, say I see we, no reason to stop. I say we do. We do something at a Prince tournament or something, and and, and keep it going. Well, we videotaped this Prince in LA. This is the first one opening, so that is videotaped, and uh, we will be streaming. We'll be streaming stuff on. We're streaming in real life games. We'll be streaming here out of It's Game Time. We'll be streaming online games. We have, oh, there's an announcement. Yeah. Prider League B announcement. The signups are now open with the release of this episode. The signups are now open and we'll go until June 1st or 3rd. Probably the 3rd so you guys have space. Yeah. There were, the Prider Alpha was 
great. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. Like it was I great. said, I was at the final table. Against that was a cool game. Rob, who actually won the title, and he's Shout out also to Rob. a prince. Congrats, Rob. North LA. Yeah. And uh, some awesome Matt Hire was there. Oh, nice. Matt Hire was in the in the Twitch, and he commented. He said, "Good luck to everybody." He watched it to the end. He was excited to see it happen. Those two strength and numbers. He was he was excited to watch it happen. Yeah, the, you know, obviously, Renegades glad about any player supported content that exists because that keeps the game going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are they are there. They are they are there to communicate. So that was cool seeing him there. Prider. Bravo is not Bravo. Pride or Beta. Beta. My my military side is coming out. Pride or Beta is happening, so that sign up is open. Sweet. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this has been the action phase. Yes, um, with Jordan and Brandon. Peace. Peace.